Hey, and welcome to Cool Things with Hollywood Hank, with a slightly better voice. Not as dark, not as gravelly, but still a voice. Last uh, podcast, I was in the middle, or not in the middle, but near the end of the the Titans DVD set, which is the, based on the Teen Titans from the DC Universe, the universe that Batman and Joker and all these other people, Superman, they where they come from um the the last three episodes to me when i started the on the first of the three i had left i started i i started it and it was like an origin story for hawk and dove and uh in it raven was calling out to hawk and dove and I guess spoilers should be said because this might spoil something if you don't want to know anything about it. But um, when I'd last left Raven in the previous episode, Starfire was trying to kill Raven. (laughs) So I looked at my wife and I was like, I must have forgotten to watch an episode on the last disc. I said, because Raven's now calling to Hawk and Dove for help, but that she's she couldn't possibly be doing that because Starfire is trying to kill her, <laughs> and uh, you know for reasons of um, she couldn't remember who she was and Raven tried to fix her with her healing powers and um, she went back. Well, she kind of uh, jump started her brain and the reason she came there was to, to that she forgot. Starfire, because of some sort of accident or something, um, was to kill to kill Raven. <laughs> so she jumped right into trying to kill Raven for a second there. Uh, but like I said, the, 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 that episode was confusing at first because I thought I missed an episode. So I immediately I stopped the episode and then I I looked at my episode descriptions before I popped the disc out and tried to put in another disc. And I was like... How, how did I miss what happened with Raven and Starfire? That's exact. I wanted to see what happened. Um, but, no, this was in order. <coughs> oh, pardon me, coughing here. But um, it was in order, and they just decided to do a Hawk and Dove um, origin story. And um, I can't remember if in this same origin story... They finally revealed. I don't think they did. I think that's what was weird about it. It was uh, they left you on the previous episode with cliffhanger. Oh no, Starfire is about to kill Raven. What are we gonna do? You know, because Starfire is pretty super strong. And then they go back to a total. An episode's like here's Hawk and Dove's origin. Alrighty, see you next time. <laughs> and and so and that was a full episode. It was a good episode. It was just sort of why did he place it there? It was to me. It was kind of misplaced. Um, I did like the origin to Hawk and Dove. Um, the uh, how they met was, I think, really well done. I don't know if it was comic book accurate, but uh, I do know that it. Uh, I like the way it went down. Um, and of course, the next two episodes, uh, um, you know, the first before the finale, the, the episode right before the finale, dealt with why Raven and why Starfire wanted to kill Raven, which is. Um, she was supposed, you know, she had, she was sent there from wherever planet she came from, or 
something. It's hard to remember. But her mission was to kill her. And then uh, they, I think she got stopped by, um, of all people, Donna Troy, which I probably forgot to mention on the last podcast, which is like Wonder Woman's uh, girl sidekick, Wonder Girl, that showed up with Robin, or former Robin, Dick Grayson. And because um, <clears throat> he decided, hey, there's already another Robin, I'm quitting. And uh, there was a great episode um, where he had totally burned the Robin outfit. He was not going to be Robin again, apparently, um, in the previous set. And so they showed up just in the good time to stop Starfire. And then Starfire snaps back to, you know, her current mind frame where, where she likes Raven, like a, a sister. And she's like, I've got to go and figure things out. So she leaves. So, <coughs> pardon me again. So, of course, um, Donna Troy, Wonder Girl, or who quit being Wonder Girl, just like Robin quit being, Dick Grayson quit being Robin. So they follow her, you know, and get some insight on why, um, um, you know, why Starfire's trying to kill Raven. Uh, so they leave Raven and Beast Boy with the mother. Well, all this investigating they're doing with Starfire, they figure out there's another person involved trying to get Raven this whole time, and it's a woman. Oh, they left Star- they left her all alone wherever they went, far away. Raven's with uh, the, her mother, which is working with Trigon. So it was a trap when they left, and uh, so they, by the time they get there at the end of the episode, the only person that can, uh, you know, Dick Grayson, basically Robin, decides to run through this uh, barrier that's in the way. So he runs through, and then Starfire and Donna Troy cannot get through. And they're like, "Why we can't get through. Where's Dick? And, uh, of course, he made it through. It sets up an episode to the finale, which could be a little confusing to some people, but uh, if you follow the Teen Titans, then you know sort of exactly what's going on. If you don't, you're sort of confused there seems to be like a massive time jump after the events with Raven where she's fine and she's dating Beast Boy in college and uh, Robin's married to Dove of, and with kids and um, and then uh, all of a sudden Jason Todd shows up in a wheelchair saying Batman's gone crazy, you gotta come help. Um, and so you're like, wait, whoa, why do we skip so many years away from this? But if you follow the comic, you know exactly what's going on. This is, um, um, in, I'll take a short little explanation break right here. Here's it. Here it is. Is in the comic, uh, Trigon is Raven's father. And in one of the original encounters he had with the Teen Titans, he trapped them in a, illusion of their reality where he basically drove them mad basically they were put in a situation that seemed real to them say like a dream and then they wound up oddly enough in the comic running into themselves like did Grayson ran into robin or and then kid flash and all the other titans ran into a doppelganger themselves and uh, they were insulting them and they started fighting them and then the original killed the copy and then they became brainwashed by Trigon because that rage took over the actual person from the dream it was just a dream to brainwash him and so if you knew that going in you know all the crazy stuff that's about to happen with Dick Grayson 
where Batman's gone crazy trying to kill criminals is a little bit just them trying to Trigon trying to manipulate Dick Grayson into becoming bad. So because he's already sort of on edge anyway. So basically, you know, Dick Grayson, you know, goes agrees to go to Gotham eventually. He gets there and the Joker's thrown off, been thrown off a roof and supposedly dead on a car. Um, Robin or, or Dick Grayson basically <laughs> says, "I'm out of here." You know, Batman's gone too far. Screw him or whatever. And um, he keeps Trigon. You can see Trigon's influence sort of change things. Joker's alive, and then um, they um, basically he you know, is about to leave when he gets a call from his wife, who's the other guy. Hawk is at his house and he's like, he's jealous of Hawk for some reason. He's like, why is he there? And then, so he's thinking something going on with him too. And, um, then he gets a call that Batman's at Arkham and he's killing everybody, even the, even the, you know, the innocent nurses and stuff. So Dick races over there and he's like, he's too late. Batman's killed everybody there. Everyone. So finally he agrees to help a cop. He tells Trigon, clearly Trigon, who Batman is. And I don't know if that really told Trigon or if this is, you know, just still inside Dick Grayson's mind. So then they make a plan to go to Wayne Manor and take down Batman with the cops. Um, and Starfire is all in up there as a some sort of FBI agent, which didn't make sense either. I guess from the time jump she became one. And... Um, then basically they uh, go in Wayne Manor. Well, Batman starts killing all the cops and he kills Starfire. And then Batman, I mean, Robin, the Grayson basically has a, uh, doomsday plan to take out Batman. Apparently that we, no one never knew he had, he had explosives rigged uh, by the cops before they went down there to destroy Wayne Manor and drop it on the Batcave. And so when he killed Starfire, Batman did then, um, Robin said blow it and they blew up the Batcave they blew up Wayne Manor and he goes down there and uh, he sees his, the girl that he potentially loves is dead and Batman's there pinned with a boulder and struggling trying to get out and so Dick Grayson just gets angry and chokes him out till he's dead and that ends the fantasy and then you see that Dick Grayson's actually in the living room with Raven and Trigon and uh uh, everyone and his eyes have gone black and then Trigon explains that Dick Grayson has joined their side and, and he tells Raven you'll love it here you know it's great <laughs> and you could tell that that whole episode you just watched is basically if you're a comic fan you knew okay this is Trigon just manipulating Dick Grayson from the whole thing if not you were really confused it was really great e even though if you didn't know the comic kind of side of it it was really entertaining because you thought maybe they did do a time jump Possibly, and then all of a sudden they're bringing Batman in. That's pretty cool that they have Batman in here doing some stuff, and uh, I think it's pretty cool. And then the cliffhanger—that's the cliffhanger for season one. Titans is basically is uh, uh, Donna Troy and Starfire trapped outside the barrier. Beast Boy's down for the count somewhere. Uh, Raven is in danger from her father and her mother, and Dick Grayson has turned over to the dark side now. So, and that's where you're left at the end of season one Titans. I, I think it was a really good season. Uh, there were, there was that weird thing where they stuck that origin of Hawk and Dove in a weird place. So that was kind of odd. 
I still think it's worth uh, seeing and watching, even though that was in there. It was kind of a nice little break. If you're binge watching it, you're not. It's not going to bother you too much. But if you have to watch one episode at a time each day or something because you have a, you know, something to do, then uh, it, it can be annoying because you wanted to know what happened and then you know you watch this episode it has nothing to do with the other. So that's the only complaint. We're going to take a short break and be right back. And we're back from the amazing first segment. Or the really boring one. And we're shifting gears here. We're going to go off comic book, off toys, back to the wonderful world of uh, the crazy times I've had in my life. Much akin to the boat ride of nowhere with my aunt. This is a very interesting story as uh, because you don't really realize when you're young how serious the situation is sometimes. Um, or not serious, really. I mean, it wasn't really treated as too serious. It was just very strange. So... I had met this uh, kid in school, and we, we became friends. We rode the bus together. He lived down um, the road. Uh, well, did he live down the road? Uh, he lived over a uh, road over, not down the road. He lived a road over near the um, where there was a, I think a, one road over. It was near a helicopter landing field in this old shack house. He'd get on the bus. You know, it looked run down, didn't look at electricity. Didn't, you know, I don't know his life story. Maybe they had electricity. Maybe they were poor. I don't know. Um, the house kind of looked misshapen and run down. Uh, I'm not judging him. He was a cool kid. Don't know his parents at all. Didn't know him. Um, basically, we made friends on the bus. We talked and we had fun. You know, we went to school. I don't think we were in the same grade, but we got along pretty well, you know, and we became friends. We would hang out at breaks or recesses and stuff in school, you know, and then, so one night, you know, he's like, hey, can I come over to your house, you know, or something like that, so I was like, hey, I'll ask my parents, you know, and, uh, you know, I'd already had some people spend the night before, and my mom's like, well, I don't see why not, I, I know, I think she knew vaguely the parents a little bit, or maybe she was just trying to, you know, hey, this, this weird kid needs some friends, so one more won't hurt, right, <laughs> but, uh, so, you know, his name was David, uh, I won't say his last name because I don't know. Um, I, I'll never forget his last name because of this story. But um, I won't say his last name because, I, like I said, I don't know his whole story. If he was here, I'd ask him about this story as I told it. Like, what were you thinking? <laughs> but, um, you know, um, essentially, you know, he came over to spend the night. We were rocking out the, this is how old this is, Atari 2600. We were playing that before Nintendo. We were playing that. That's how long ago this was. Uh, you know, no cell phones, no nothing. No bag phones, I don't think, at that point. It was just crazy. Or bag car phones. If you're young, you don't even know what I'm talking about. If you're old or older or seasoned, as some people prefer, uh, I don't really care if you call me old or not because, uh, you know, whatever. It is what it is. I'm young at heart. No. But um, for you kids out there, that's a cell phone and a bag that you put in your car. Um, so we, we hung out, we played, you know, we had a good old time. We watched Star Wars probably a million times because what else were you going to do? Uh, TV would go off the air, they'd sign off with a national anthem and all that and wave the flag and then TV was like, Boo! and that was all it was. Um, certain channels went later than others or, and then we're slowly trying to go 24 hours. But at the time, the TV signed off and there was nothing going on, nothing. So you had to watch VHS tapes or play your Atari 2600. So we had a grand old time. And um, so, you know, the day was over. 
and uh, the night fell. We went to sleep. Um, we got up, and you know, we played and played and played just like usual outside with Atari. And uh, then it got time to where um, it was probably time to take him home. So, you know, mom and dad hadn't heard from his parents or anything. So, and we knew where they lived. So, basically, we drove him home. Mom, I, I think it was, was it mom? No, I think dad. Dad and me drove him home. So, we went to his house, and then uh, he said uh, he didn't see his parents' car there. We pulled up, there's no cars, nothing. And it looked like an abandoned shack. And uh, he says, um, I don't think they're home. And then dad being responsible, not being kind of like, I don't know if I would be like, hey, well, it's your house. See you. <laughs> you know, something like that. No. Um, dad, you know, was like, well, make sure they're home. So um, maybe mom was there too. It's kind of foggy. But um, maybe I think mom and dad were there. So. Um, so he goes inside and then I think even mom and dad go inside there's nobody there um, everything's gone it's like no one lived there there's no there's nothing it's like they picked up and suddenly moved so here we have uh, and this is summertime so it's not like you can just go back to school kid or whatever and um, so we had no idea where they were, or mom and dad didn't. They're like, we we don't. And he's like, I don't know where they went. And uh, mom and dad didn't know how to contact them or anything. There was no phone to call, number to call them, uh, nothing. Uh, they weren't obviously living at that house anymore. They had abandoned it, and apparently they forgot David because David was with us. So what David do? David spent the night with us again. <laughs> and, you know, being a kid, you don't realize, wow, this is kind of crazy. You know, his parents didn't tell him where they were going and they abandoned him. <laughs> and uh, as a kid, you're like, great, Dave could stay over again. This is awesome. But in reality, if you're an adult, you're kind of like, what's going on? Did they, are they trying to give us their kid or is something happened to these people? <laughs> Where are they? So, you know, we spend the night again, you know, more Atari 2600, watch movies, feeding, eating, you know, and um, <coughs> there comes a point in the next day where you got to figure out how, how are we going to get David home or to a home? So, I mean, I remember mom and dad, we were all in there talking to him. It's like, do you have anybody else you could stay with? Um, because we can't find your parents. So, Oh, that's okay. They they sometimes leave. Is pretty much what he said. You know they you know they they leave from time to time, and it's like we can't leave you at a, a house with no furniture, no no nothing, <laughs> no cars, abandoned. We can't leave you there. So, um, you know we we kept questioning him, and he said, "Well, I could stay with my uncle. You know, I, I know where he lives. We can go there." And Dad, you know, you can see him uh, invisibly wiping the sweat off his brow. I just didn't get another kid. You know, this was uh, somebody tried to give me their kid, and uh, he's an all right kid, but uh, I already got three kids. I don't need another one. So, you know, he basically 
you know, he was thrilled. And Dave was thrilled too. David was thrilled too. He's like, dude, you're going to love going to my uncle's house. It's like going on a race car track, man. The roads wind back and forth. It's like, vroom, like NASCAR, man. You got so many curves. So we get in the car and we head in 20 miles or so into a neighboring town, Dothan. And uh, we get to Dothan, and we start going to the south side of Dothan, uh, about like you're headed to Florida. He's like, yeah, yeah, we go this way. So uh, David points this way, so we go that way, because Dad doesn't know where he's going, because David didn't say, hey, we live here. Uh, David's just telling us, follow this this road. No, not too much further than this road. Yeah, 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 right down here. So we, we, we keep going, and we keep going. And um, we we must have been we were gone from the house right at this point thirty to forty minutes, and we've gone to Dothan, which is twenty or more minutes away. We've gone across Dothan to the south side. Um, now we're leaving Dothan, heading towards Florida, and uh, which we didn't know where he was taking us. Um, I'm hoping David didn't. I'm hoping David knew where we were going <laughs> at this point. And so was Dad. Dad was probably like, I want to kill this boy. <laughs> he's just driving me around. I don't even know where we're going. It's like, is this, it's how much farther? And he's like, oh, it's not much farther. And the winding road was probably one curve, one curve, one big curve. Woo! Throw up our hands. You just have to go, yeah, David, this is awesome. This is like NASCAR. And um, so we, <laughs> we go and... We followed this winding road that we took uh, after, we, after, we, after we turned off at 231 because um, we left Dothan. We started headed towards Florida. We took a winding road. The winding road, after we traveled all the way down it, wound up coming out not more than a mile and a half down from where we started at our house, my dad's house. If we would have came out of our driveway said David you are dumb we know where we're going took a right went a mile and a half maybe two miles down the road there's his uncle's house so part of me thinks David didn't want to go home he loved it there so he's like maybe if I just drive forever they will keep me <laughs> but but um or maybe David was really horrible with directions because you can't tell me this dude did not realize <laughs> where he was because this is a very safe road that his uncle lives on and you're telling me he doesn't know where he's at so uh, he drove us around and they, and you can see dad gritting his teeth you can see in his face that oh why did he drive us to the town why we could have just driven like five minutes over here and be done with this and so he gets out and somebody comes out to greet him as his uncle he's like all right well bye bye david and uh so after um we leave he's like Son, I can't believe we could have just turned right down here. We're just down from the house. <laughs> and I was like, I was like, yeah, Dad, that was weird. I was like, why did he take us all the way out there? And was like, we, we, we didn't know. We didn't know. So needless to say, that was the last time David spent the night. Because apparently when David spends the night with you, his family moves away. So you have to keep him. And I didn't really understand it because David wasn't an annoying kid or anything like that. Um... I, you know, kidding about that. I don't know, you know, I don't think they moved away because they thought he was annoying, but I think they moved away for some reason. Maybe they were avoiding the law or 
I don't know what the reasons was. Or maybe they got kicked out and that wasn't their place. Maybe they were squatters. Uh, but uh, every time I drove by that house, I remember this story. My sister Karen told me, hey, you need to tell this story. And uh, so I have. I've just told the David spending the night story. And um, good old David, he was a friendly guy. And I hope he's doing well wherever you're at, David. Uh, maybe in your childhood and your parents didn't leave you in somewhere and forget about you or try to move away again. Um, not sure on the reason. We never really did find out a clear answer to that. You know, I asked my mom later, years later, I was like, did, did you ever find out from them why they did that? <coughs> Excuse me, but but I don't think she ever did. I mean, they... they that's one of the great mysteries that I guess, I, I guess I'm glad I don't know. And I guess uh, I will never know, probably, unless I run into David again and say, Hey, David, will you tell me this pinnacle question I have? Answer it. Um, what was the deal with, the, with your parents moving away when you spent the night? Um, my memory could be a little foggy. I know it was at least two nights. It could have been three. We might have had him a whole week. I mean, he was there for a long time. And um, it was concerning because you could not, we could not contact his parents. Uh, we had no idea where they were. Uh, we didn't know what, why they would leave and not come and say, hey, we're going to be down here if you're looking for us. And why he didn't know or if he just didn't want to leave. But uh, I'll never forget the long journey to his uncle's house that was 40 to 45 minutes when we could have just taken three minutes probably and gone down the road and there it was. Um, Hopefully this never happens to you or has happened to you. Remember, when you if you're young or you have or you're a parent and your child says, Hey, I want good old David or Billy or John or Sandy or Susie to spend the night. Remember, you're taking that into your hands. They might move away and you might be stuck with a kid. This has been cool things with Hollywood Hank with a chilling, chilling tale of David and the moving parents, apparently. Hope you guys enjoyed the story. Thanks. See you next time.